0: Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. It's obviously been a, uh, quite a few people joined the group since we last... Um, do a live, so maybe you want to just sort of introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do and how you can help them.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah, it's been, I was going to say, it's been a good few months since we last did one. Um, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I am Vicky and I run uh, an accountancy business called the Pet Accountant, which you may have seen uh, floating around on, on Bill's group and various other groups. Uh, and I've also got um, an accounting for pet professionals group uh which is base which basically is to help you guys with any sort of accounting queries that you may have or tax return queries or anything sort of financy um that everyone hates uh just chuck it in the group and uh, generally you will answer it fairly quickly. Um I only deal with uh pet professionals so I would probably say of my client base is probably groomers Um, and then the rest are made up of doggy daycare, boarders, um, trainers, people who sell dog treats, everything, anything and everything pet related uh, is who I deal with. Um, So I know the industry very, very well. I know what you should be claiming for, uh, which is a massive benefit because, you know, people give me their accounts and there's so much missing that they could be claiming for that they're not um and again you know a generic accountant probably won't know that you can what savvy is for example to even know whether you can claim for it um so it's just little stuff like that that you know if I look at a set of accounts and be right you can, claim for that. you can claim for that you can claim for that and I've probably found since niching in this industry at the beginning of the year that I would say probably 95 percent of people aren't doing it properly um and I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, And that's either a mixture of things. So either they're not registering on time or or doing it properly. Uh, So, for example, um, someone said to me once, oh, well, I just wanted to see how my business got on before I registered with HMRC, and that was like a year ago. Uh, You can't do that. Uh, There's a 90-day window for you to register your business. It's just an example. Or people aren't claiming everything that they can claim for. So they're paying, you know, paying the tax man two or three grand a year when really they shouldn't be because they're just not claiming everything that they could claim for. Um, there's loads of things, but they're probably the two main things. Or, you know, you go on various groups and people are giving people wrong advice. That's the vein of my life. Where people put in like a financy question and everyone jumps on and says, no, this is it, this is it. And nine times out of 10, the advice it's given is wrong. Um, so it's, you know, it is a bit of a minefield and it's one of those things that people always put to the bottom of their list, isn't it? Like no one's going like, oh, I'm going to do my uh, record keeping today on a Saturday. It's just not going to happen. It's always at the bottom of the pile, but it's probably the most important because... And you'll know a bit like, how can you know that you've got a successful business or which direction to take your business in if you have not got the finance bit down? You know, people are getting fined. I've had clients that haven't submitted last year's tax return, never mind this year's tax return. And, you know, HMRC will just carry on fining you if you don't do it and they don't care. Um, So it's oh, wow. it's one of those...
0: It's the ostrich syndrome, isn't it? Sticking your head in the sand and just burying it
1: yeah. deeper and, you and know, deeper and
0: hoping it goes away.
1: Exactly. And it's not the most exciting topic. <laughs> um, you know, when, if people dread, oh, God, 6th of April, 5th of April, I've got to do my tax return. Um, and, you know, the best advice I can give you is get help because you might think, oh, an accountant's really expensive. We're not that expensive. And guaranteed 100%. I will save you your fee because you won't have claimed stuff that you can claim for a hundred percent. I saved one lady 7,000 pounds because she didn't, she wasn't going to claim something that she'd put in her house for the dog room business. And I said, yes, you can and put it in, saved her seven grand. So it's always that question of can you, or can you do a tax return yourself? Yes, you can. Anybody can do a tax return. You know, your grandma can do your tax return if you really wanted to, but, it's are you putting in the right information in the right boxes and are you claiming what you should be claiming for? Um, it's probably the main element of it and a lot of people aren't. And I've found that by all the new clients that I've had over the last six months that they're not claiming everything that they should be um, and ultimately are paying two or three, four grand a year tax bill.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, we were discussing this just a minute ago, weren't we? Setting up my own business and going through the um, government gateway and the portals and the the government systems just aren't set up to help you they just they don't honestly and then they just ask you questions that you just don't know what the answer is Uh, but they rely on you to answer them they don't actually give you any sort of prompts or helps or or any support they just assume i think they come from a position where they assume you know what you're doing or you know what to put in the boxes
1: yeah it, it is it's not the best you know if you typed into google you know can i claim I don't know can I claim for dog biscuits as an expense you know you're not really going to get an answer or you know can I claim petrol as an expense and you'll probably get 50,000 different answers or you know if you go and register as self-employed as a sole trader um, once you put your email address in you get loads of boxes of what you need to tick and people never know what to tick because you're not told what to tick and whenever I, you know whenever I spoke to people I always get a WhatsApp you know randomly during the take on Vicky which one do I tick um, because you know it's not it's not obvious you know if you don't have a finance background or a business background and you have gone to the government website you know for the first time you might as well be reading it in Japanese because it just makes no sense to anybody. And I do get a lot of WhatsApps being like, right now, which one do I take? (laughs) And it's fine because I want people to click the right one because then by the time they get to me, if they've done it wrong, then it's a lot harder for me to try and rectify than if they just do it right in the first place. But um, it's just one of those things that, you know, people are very good at grooming and training, doing that element of it. But, you know, if you don't have the training on the business side, which is why we do that business course, if you don't have that training, how the hell do you know if you're doing it right? You know, everyone could people could be sat there watching this going, oh, I do my own tax return. I don't need an accountant. Fair enough, but how do you know you're doing it right? Because no one teaches you. No, you,
0: <laughs> you know, don't.
1: How do you know there's like a million boxes on that tax return and I would say probably 80% of them you don't need uh night like most of the time, but are you putting stuff in the right box? Are you carrying losses forward? You know, are you offsetting a loss that you've made in your grooming business against your PAYE job? You know, probably not. Um, and there's all these little tips uh if what why people hire people like me or a bookkeeper uh to do these things for you so that you don't need to stress about am I putting this in the right box? You know, why have I got a five grand tax bill? Um, And it's just these little tips that we can give them that they don't have to pay that for a minimal fee, really, which is also an allowable expense. So it's kind of a win-win. You're paying maybe, I don't know, 300 quid for someone to do your sole trader accounts. But you'd save that and what they can save you in the first place. And plus, it's an allowable expense. So, Uh,
0: I think the difference, I think one of the differences that I've heard over the last few months is when dealing with someone like yourself who uh, niches within the pet industry the groomers and the people that use your services they don't feel as though they don't matter whereas maybe when they use like big accountancy firms or um sort of a mixed practice firm which deal with all different kind of businesses and then they come kind of come along goes little old me i'm just i'm just a dog groomer you're not really interested in what i do and then um i've certainly heard instances where accountants don't go out of their way to explain stuff. Whereas you're like proactively trying to save your clients money, aren't you? You're proactively pointing out the expenses.
1: Yeah. That's why I did the Facebook group. You know, I, I don't think any other accountant does a free Facebook group. You know, most of them nine times out of 10 will charge for any sort of advice that they give. Um, the reason I did the Facebook group was because a lot of people were obviously on my business page, which you can't really interact with people on the business page. So I thought, you know what, I'll do a group so that people can ask questions and in a safe environment and get and get a very straightforward, jargon-free answer. Because like you said, a lot of big accountancy firms, you know, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. If you're a small company, if you go to a big corporate uh, accountancy firm on the high street, then they're not really going to pay you much attention. They will not give you the time that you need. And if they do, they'll charge you for it. And like you said, they don't really understand the industry. You know, every accountant will do your tax return in the same way, mm. but it's how they communicate with you, how, you know, how they explain things, like you say, and, and the fact that most of my clients, you know, they they WhatsApp me, they text me, they email me, they ring me on a weekend, and they know that once they've contacted me, they're not gonna be waiting a month for an answer. Like generally it'll have to be on the same day or the next day and they get a very straightforward answer. It's not like I'm gonna send you, you know, a five page document that may as well be written, you know, in gobbledygook because it just does not make sense. So yeah, you're right. If you you know and you'll pay more as well. If you go to a, a posh Accountancy firm on the high street, you know, with their like fancy coffee machines and sofas and all that sort of stuff, you're going to be paying more money and you're probably not going to get the best service. Yes, they'll do your tax return properly because they're professionals. But will you get that service and that interaction? Because, you know, you're paying someone, they should be an extension of your business, not just a random person that you go to once a year to give them your paperwork. They should be helping you. That's the whole point.
0: I think that's what I'd like to see from an accountant is to be proactively helping their clients. And I was talking to one of my clients that I help and coach um, the other day, and she's a limited company. And um, we were talking, something I want to come on to anyway about employee perks and benefits and mm. rewarding your employees. But I was having to guide the lady through the, what you can claim as a limited company um, through the through the. You know allowable expenses as a limited company but I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking why don't when you enroll a limited company into your books why isn't this all covered you know talking about the hundred i think it's 150 pounds per employee per year you can spend on them so take them out for christmas dinner and then you've got the trivial expenses where you can buy gift cards or and vouchers and stuff like that which is all tax deductible you can put through your books but it's like a revelation for some people. They're like, "Oh my god!" I've, and I only found out about that yeah. searching the internet. Even I didn't get told that by the, the trivial expenses. Even I didn't get told that from my accountant. So
1: I think it's difficult because I think there's probably loads of reasons for it. But again, I think if you don't have that relationship with your accountant, you know the people probably don't feel that they can email or call their accountant, ask them those sort of questions do you know what i mean they don't have that relationship where they can just ring up go oh i'm going to do this can i claim that or just i'll just send vicky a quick email just send bill a quick email they don't have that relationship and you know like i say if you go to a big corporate firm they've got thousands of clients they can't they don't have the time to spend personally on each business so it'll be or send me an email i'll get back to you in a week Mm-hmm. um So, people end up doing their own research, which is where it can go a bit wrong. Because, you, like I say, you put something in Google, you'll get 50,000 different answers. And you think, well, what the hell's the right one? And it's about having that person that you can ring up. And even you do, Vicky, can I do this? <laughs> and it's just a straight yes or no answer, or, you know, yes, but, da, 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 or no, but, da, da, da. you know, it's about having that relationship with that person. Again, another reason why I did the groups, so people can just put in there oh can I do this and most of the time it's something that someone else wanted to ask Yeah. Um, but I think again it's just having that confidence to ask those questions and if you don't have that relationship with that person then you shouldn't be paying them in my my books. Right,
0: and <laughs> I suppose um, it's having that time to interpret the government because it's all out there on the government website but was, fortunately, from a previous employment I had, I'm quite used to reading government documents and and understanding the spirit, I suppose, because everything's yeah. within the spirit of what they want you to to do. So you can kind of you learn how to read what the government want you to do and what they they're happy with. But sometimes you could look at that and just go, "Oh my god!" And then you just switch off, and then you, mm. you don't go out and buy that Amazon voucher, say, because you're just not sure whether you can or not.
1: Yeah, there is HMRC do do webinars on various different topics, um, which are quite good. And they do it for um, businesses, so not for people like me. They do it for um, business owners that they can sit and watch on various different topics, like expenses, that, um, registering a company and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think they're on YouTube as well, as far as I'm aware i just watched one yesterday on vat you know we have to watch them all the time because everything changes every five minutes so uh the probably good thing the only good thing i can think of that they do are those little webinars Mm. um and if you if you miss them you can just click on it um, and it'll take you straight to and you just watch the recording of the webinar um so stuff like that is quite helpful Yeah, I mean it's you know, get yourself a gin. (laughs) Get yourself a gin or a glass of wine and you know, make sure you're in a good mood because you'll be asleep by the time we finished it. But again, or do you just take the stress out and pay someone to do it for you? Do you know what I mean? Like Hmm. I could wash my own car, but it's boring, so I just pay someone to do it because I can't be asked. You know, and that's the same, it's the same entirely people have about their accounts. Oh, I just can't be bothered. You know, I have my clients that go to me thinking I just can't be asked to do this. And I'm like, look, you need to just do it. Um no. but you know, why why stress, you know, cause yourself so much stress when you can pay someone a minimal amount realistically, you know, unless you go to a corporate firm and you pay thousands, but uh a minimal amount just for someone to do it for you and take the stress away look, here's all my here's all my paperwork, here's my spreadsheets, here's my receipts, sort them out, come back to me with the account and you submit them HMRC, bosh, done. You know, then you, there's nothing to worry about. And then you've got a grip of where you're at with your finances.
0: That's it. We, we are, as small business owners, we are time poor. We are busy mm. selling our services and our products to people. We are time poor people that, you know we need to put value on our time. And that is to outsource as much as possible, bookkeepers, accountants, all of that, to, to help you with your with your work. Yeah. But they, you could even think of them as like mini employees, but they're kind of subcontracted. contracted but yeah. they're there to help you, um, to to, uh, to help you get more time back for yourself, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think like I say, it's, it's registering your company is a massive issue in this industry you know, what you can claim for, what you can't claim for, you know, th- that massive thing, that argument that we always have, whether it to be a sole trader or a limited company, you know, or even a partnership, everyone forgets about partnerships. And there's been a few people that I've spoke to that's crying out to be a partnership, but they just didn't even know it existed. Everyone yes. just focuses on sole trader, limited company. What about the partnership?
0: Is is it quick just to run through the benefits of a partnership for anyone? Yeah, so
1: a uh, quick, a very quick example. Um, I had one client ring me um, and said that her husband uh, is a groomer and they have a, a grooming salon attached to their house, and she does all the admin for him and washes the dogs and he he does all the the fancy stuff. Um, and I said, "All right, do, do you work? No, no, no. I, I don't work. All right, okay. Does he pay you? No." I thought, okay, so you've got him as a sole trader and you sat there with a big 12 and a half grand bobbing on top of your head that's not being used. I said, when well, have you thought about being a partnership? And then you can take that 12 and a half grand from his profit, give it to you. You're not paying tax. He's paying tax on a lot less money. Yeah. Oh, didn't even, didn't even know partnership existed. So now they're a partnership. He's paying hell of a lot less tax because we're utilizing her because she's not working. So, in that scenario, it's probably the best time to be a partnership. You know, if you've got a family member that's not at work, um, you know, I've got some clients that have husband, wife, and their two kids as a partnership. You know, they're 18, 19, they're not working, why not? Right. You know, it's all, that's all. I mean, this is the thing with partnership, there's not many loopholes with HMRC. The partnership is a loophole, you know, because like I said, you've got a family of four, dad, say, is a builder. You know, mum doesn't work, and you've got the two 19 year old kids that do a little bit, you know, help the dad on various jobs, but not really. Put them all in a partnership, bosh, there you go. A lot less
0: tax. You're using all of their tax allocations, aren't you? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I'm, my kids are 12 and eight. I take it that's not good
1: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slave labour. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like 12 and a half grand to him, 12 and a half grand to her, and then 12 and a half grand to, to your partner. That's money that you would have originally paid tax on, so like 36 grand that you would have paid tax on, that you're now giving a proposal, obviously not giving, but on paper giving an apportioned amount away. There you go. Right. Done. So it's, you know, business partners is different because obviously, you know, I've had a few people ring me up and who've been in partnerships and it's gone a bit sour. Um, and then you've got, you know, the, I suppose it's quite, Hard to then get all the paperwork together when it's joint. If you end up falling out, mm. so I guess the downside is, you know, doing it with family is a lot easier. You know, if you're doing it with a, a friend and you want to partnership with a friend, then obviously you've got to make sure that you're both on the same page and you aren't going to piss each other off. And one person, if one person disappears, and it makes it very hard to do the tax return because you haven't got half of the information.
0: Yeah, and I think again, just like taking out an accountant's advice, I think if you're going to go into something like that, even if your friends, family, whatever, it's probably best to spend a bit of money and getting some agreements in place, isn't it? So that
1: yeah, you could do yeah, well. yeah. I mean, I wish I'd done that with my uncle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah he just threw him out into spain though instead
1: yeah he's sunning himself in spain (laughs) drinking a margarita right now probably so (laughs) he's got the worst end of the straw probably me
0: just out of interest do you have any contacts that could help people with um the split up of businesses or the dissolving or dissolving a business things like that
1: what do you mean, sort of getting rid of a limited company? And-
0: yeah, or breaking a partnership, break it, or like getting rid of a company director. Do you have, Do you have anyone that you use? Um,
1: you, they can ring me. Um, I can sort that out. Or um, if if you're gonna if it's gonna get a bit tasty between partners and directors, and I'd go to a solicitor to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, I think a lot of people think accountants know know everything and everything. You know, we don't when it comes to sort of tax returns yes but solicitory type uh stuff is not our forte uh, and stuff like pensions and mortgages you look at more of a financial advisor so again it's it's knowing who to contact you know mm-hmm. if you want agreements go to a solicitor you know if you want your tax return and all the financing bit done you know go to an accountant if you want pensions uh savings mortgages all that is a financial advisor so we all do different elements of the same job if that makes sense yeah that makes um, sense. yeah but yeah it's just you know it's just get people i think just need to ask for help and ask the questions you know don't sit there like saying put your head in the sand you know there's courses out there you run a course i've got a finance workshop that will help people get where they need to be you know if you're going to quit your full-time job to do your dog grooming business and you're throwing thousands of pounds into it you know the course isn't cheap that's on average five or six grand then you've got all the equipment where that's got to be about at least two or three four grand then you know you've got everything else on top of that your clothing you know conversions pods sheds whatever Mm. you know and then spending 200 pounds on a course 300 pounds on a course seems oh god no
0: you know know. (laughs)
1: but and it's kind of like you need that foundation in order to build the business you know you can't build the business on water it's just not going to work so you need to build that solid foundation think you know what i've done my grooming course i've done a finance course i've done a business course i'm ready bang gone rather than two years down the line going oh you know my, my pod's still half done you know i can't what can I do? And you're still in the same place. I did it when I first joined my uncle. I just sort of plodded along and didn't really do anything. Mm. Didn't invest in anything. You know, it was just me and my computer. And then it's only in the last two or three years, I thought, you know what? I need to get a grip. You know, I'm not getting any younger. I'm only 34, but you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any younger. And I was in, I was literally every year I would sit down and think, I've not actually progressed anywhere. I'm still in the same place I was 12 months ago. So it's just about figuring out yourself what you need to invest in. Like, you know, which part of my business is struggling. If it's a finance bit, get an accountant or a bookkeeper. If it's a business bit, you know, get a coach to help you if you're if you're shit at all that i know so you're looking me um you know and it's it's a minimal investment and most of these things are allowable expenses so all the training courses that you go on doesn't matter what it is it's all all an allowable expense any training materials to get an allowable expense you know so all this sort of stuff that's going to help you with your business can whack it on your spreadsheet or, or write it down if that's how you do it
0: yeah. I mean, when we sign people up for the business start course, you know, at the end of the conversation, it's like, this is a business expense. I'm going to invoice your business. What's your business name? And they're like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's business training. Yeah. So you can write it off against your tax at the end of the year. It's business training. So it's all mm. to do with your business. I'm, We, uh, me and you, are teaching people how to start and run their business. So. Yeah. Random. It's it's all for a business isn't
1: it yeah and um, you know and they they get that extra help we, we do facebook private facebook group for all the people who do the course um and that's doing really really well there's loads of stuff on there and people are getting a lot of information from me and you and uh how to do their accounts and and all that sort of stuff so you know for for a minimal investment i think you'd be crazy not to do it to be honest um, because like I say the amount of people that I've spoken to over the last six months who have got themselves in the right pickle with their accounts are not paying me more to have to sort it out in the first place, um, whereas if they just you know took some advice at the beginning, then they wouldn't hit these pitfalls and they'd it'd just be smooth sailing. And they'd say, "Yeah, I get an accountant, everything's set up properly, all my expenses are either on a spreadsheet or written down, and everything's you know as it should be," rather than two years down the line thinking oh crap i've not registered with hmrc you know all my expense all my receipts are you know in a poo bag you know it's <laughs> it, you'd be surprised i've had i've had them in a poo bag freezer bags you know shoe boxes bin liners <laughs> it's, uh, it was it's a, yeah a clean yeah a clean poo bag though just to yeah
0: just so going on to fine. what Um, Something that uh, Cheryl asked um, a few weeks ago, and something I I touched on earlier about, um, rewarding your employees. Mm. Uh, What I wanted to know is, is it different if you're a sole trader to a limited company?
1: It is, yeah. There's obviously a lot more perks, like you mentioned, with a limited company and certain allowances you get with a sole trader. It's it's a bit ambiguous like most things are in accounting it's you know our favourite phrase is it depends (laughs) Um, you know some accountants put it through entertainment expenses um, and some don't technically it's not really allowed but you know if you didn't go mental with it then most accountants would put it through under entertainment expense Um, but you know if it's like thousands of pounds because you've gone to Savoy for dinner you know, probably not. Again, it's it's got to be relative to your business. You would get away with, you know, if you wanted to get your uh, employees some pizza on a Friday night, it costs like 30 quid, then that's not unrealistic to put through. But it's a lot harder as a sole trader as a limited company, because obviously the different rules, uh, what you've said is absolutely fine. But again, that doesn't relate to a sole trader company. Um, But you know, a few quid here and there isn't going to hurt. Um, and unfortunately, with some accounting stuff, it is ambiguous. And that's with any expense. Some accountants will put clothing through, some won't. Some will only put protective clothing through, whereas people like me would put a bit extra because it just makes common sense. Um, but as long as it's all relative, then it's fine. You know, just don't go mad. The odd pizza here and there, the odd drink, Christmas dinner, all that sort of stuff. I would put through under entertainment expenses, but just don't go mad.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, I suppose maybe that's where the the limited company is a bit, has some clear rules, I suppose, whereas the, the sole trader is a bit more.
1: Yeah, because the sole trader, your business is you, you are the business, whereas a limited company is a separate entity in its own right. So you're like an employee of your own business um so there's there's a lot more rules and regulations with a limited company whereas a sole trader is a bit more fluid because it is just you there's no separate part to it yeah try and keep it simple so what's your
0: um what's the one thing that uh off the top of your head the one thing that people always forget to claim on their accounts
1: uh people who do it themselves never claim for use of house as an office or cleaning and laundry um, and to partner that, they don't know how or how much to claim um, because there's a set amount or there's a way you can work it out. Um, and I don't think many people put that in or they know about it, but they just don't know how to calculate it. And mm. that can be quite a lot. If you've got a salon that's attached to your home and you know your normal electric bill every month is not, say, I don't know, 50 quid. But then since you've got the salon, it's now £150 a month then that £100 difference is claimable. So, you know, that's £1,200, which really? is a lot of money to yes. come off your tax return. So those two things are probably the two main things people don't put through. Um, people don't put through um, costs of, like, uh, when they're renovating their pod or converting their garage, they don't put any of those costs through. Uh, telephone, mobile telephone, they don't put through. um van expenses are 100% allowable they don't put that through uh, car's are a bit more tricky you only allowed a percentage of a car so if you want me to go through that message me privately because it's quite boring and long-winded but basically it's not as good as a van but you can put a small percentage through Yeah. Uh, the the petrol and mileage is what people get confused with and probably do put in but do it wrong so for example, if you've got a salon on a high street, people are claiming their mileage or their petrol to and from that salon, which you can't do because it's a commute. So you can't do that. Um, or people one year will claim mileage and the next year will claim petrol. Again, you can't really do that. HMRC likely to stick to one. So if you're gonna pick mileage, you pick mileage. If you're gonna pick petrol, you pick petrol and you don't swap and change it.
0: Um, it's easy to do mileage now. You know there's loads of
1: different
0: apps, aren't there, oh. right there that's to track
1: your mileage? QuickBooks do a really good mileage tracker. Um, a lot of my clients use that, uh, they just use the mileage tracker, they don't bother really using it or any of the other bit of it, but that's really good. Um, it's the same again with limited companies, you can't claim petrol on if it's not a company car, but people do. I'll just put this, I'll just put my petrol on, you know, the, we can't because it's not a company car, you can do mileage you yeah. can't do your petrol receipts again that's something that people don't necessarily know there's loads of stuff I had uh one client that wasn't um claiming her dog treats that she had in the salon oh it's only it's only you know it's only five or a week well that five for a week is going to add up after 52 weeks you know it's just tiny stuff like that or stationary um advertising tea and coffee you know, tea and coffee You know, there's loads of stuff. There's a a free PDF on my website if anyone wants one. I just listed loads of standard expenses on there um, to try and jog people's memories to put them in their expenses. Um, But, yeah, there's loads of stuff that people think, oh, I didn't think I'd put my mobile phone through or my internet or all the stationery that I buy or Savvy, for example. You know, subscriptions to Total Grooming Magazine, you know, books training courses there's literally there's so much that people go oh yeah i didn't think about that and i spent 500 pounds of training materials
0: with um with mobile phones obviously like years many years ago everything was itemized and you paid for the contracts but then you paid for what you used whereas these days it's all pretty much under one price isn't it it's free calls free text messages for yeah. so i've come across some people saying well i only put half of my phone in or i only put a quarter of my phone in and I, I try and divide it up but surely you can't hmrc would never turn around and say well i want to see how much of your phone you're using for business and how much because we're using our phones for facebook messages and text messages yeah. for clients and then you know i might message a client and then they- next minute message my friends i'm using the same phone so do you just put the whole thing through as an expense um
1: i normally put the whole thing through unless someone has a really really extortionate telephone bill (laughs) again as long as it's relative if your telephone bill comes like five grand then clearly we're not going to put all of it through Hmm. um but you know if you've got a plan that's like 35 quid a month or something then I just put it all through because, again, like you say, how can you decipher? Everyone's always on their phone. If you're on Facebook, you might go on Facebook to look at your own Facebook page, but then you're on your business page, Instagram, you know, all that sort of jazz. So, yeah, I just whack it all in as long as it's not, like I say, you've got some hideous, weird telephone charge. But, yeah, just whack it all in. Same with internet. You know, if you're at home um, and you're using the internet at home, I always put a portion of the broadband fees through as well.
0: So I suppose the message is really, I suppose, is to get organised and to keep your invoices and your bills and then your receipts. Because so I reckon people probably know some of this, but they just think, mm. oh, you know, I can't be bothered to claim that at five pounds. But then look at the bigger picture of how much that is over the whole year. Yeah,
1: they'll want to claim it when they see their tax bill, um, <laughs> and then they're like, oh God, where have I put that receipt? Um, yeah, you know, you've got to get organised, you know, whether that's just putting all your receipts in a box file and then spending, you know, two days at one point just gathering it all up and putting it on a spreadsheet you know, or writing it down the more organised you are, the easier you'll find it, you know, using an Excel spreadsheet's fine, it doesn't have to be anything fancy with loads of formulas uh, if you want to use a diary, again that's fine, um, I do record keeping packs for groomers um, and other professions, uh, which everything's in one place. So income, expenses, profit reports, uh, parts for your receipts and invoices, and bank statements. And the whole point of me doing that was because a lot of people said, I hate using computer. I don't like Excel. I prefer to write it down. So I put this pack together and said, right, everything will go in this pack, either give it to your accountant or to me at the end of the year, everything, or then you just pop that pack in an envelope, send it off. Or if you're doing it yourself, you've got everything there month order and it's a lot easier to go through. Obviously, all that will change in a couple of years' time when everything goes digital, which we'll probably have another chat about when everyone loses their mind. Um, (laughs) and has to use QuickBooks or Xero. It's going to be an absolute hell for me. Um, I know 50% of my clients hate using technology, so it's going to be interesting. But for now, Excel, paper, diary, however you want to do it, as long as it's structured and you can follow it when you come to do your tax return,
0: yeah. And even as simple as um, going into your inbox and your email system and set up a new folder called receipts. And then yeah. every time you get a PayPal receipt or a digital Amazon, receipt, the receipt folder.
1: <laughs> yeah, just put it in there. That, that's what I do with mine. So if I if I uh, do any training courses or I pay someone for advertising stuff or whatever. And they send me an e-receipt, just go straight into the into the folder, and then I sort it out afterwards. I mean, I'm the worst of when it comes to my own accounts, to be honest. I never have time to do them, so I've got. I, know, I should take my own advice, really. I've just got a box file, and any loose receipts that I've, I've got to the post office just go straight in that box file, and yeah. I just sort it out with, at the end of the month. A four um,
0: envelope with each month on it.
1: We'll do that. Yeah, or an envelope, or polythene wallet, or whatever. Or my pack um, just whack it in and it's done you've written it down sorted rather than sort of getting to the 1st of January 2nd of January and thinking oh shit I've only got 28 days now to sort my accounts out and then get whacked with a 5 grand tax bill and you've got till the 31st of January to pay it so give yourself time and get it sorted now rather than waiting
0: that's it so there's a couple of questions on the on the chat you've got Vicky Uh, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky uh she's a groomer as well as a dog breeder now that's interesting because uh, my wife and I breed dogs we breed Labradors and uh, Dachshunds for our sins um <laughs> I have asked our accountant can we put that through the through the books and the came it and was like well did the business buy the dogs I was like mm, no um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I think actually it's quite a good um thing to think about because the price of dogs now um uh, if we, if we say we go and make say I know ink has been scanned and she's got eight lab eight lab puppies she's got at least eight puppies you know two thousand pounds per puppy we're now talking a lot of money you know and that's it is you know I'm a believer in paying taxes so that's going to go through our books but we want to make sure that we um do that in the most tax efficient way and the best way to do it so Breeding was years ago, or not so long ago. Breeding was like maybe a bit of cash in hand, but you know, you, I'm not going to be asking people to come with two thousand pounds worth of cash because people might actually not want to buy a puppy off us because they're going to think you're a bit strange, or what you're going to do with that money. So now we've got the, the sort of the nice problem of what we're going to do with all this money. Um, you know, we're going to save up to, to try and do an extension with it and stuff, but we're just going to have to swallow the pill and, and declare it at the end of the year maybe split it between me and Emma, so we're using
1: different
0: mm. you were splitting it up. but that's something that we now have got to consider, isn't it? as we're gonna be making some money from these dogs now.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of clients um that breed dogs and do other other things. and yeah, unfortunately, the price of dogs now it's a lot of money. um and if you're honest, you know you should be putting it through books. and um, you can claim obviously all the food for the puppies the bets bills all that sort of stuff that goes with the whole breeding element of it so you can claim all those expenses uh to offset it but yeah you should definitely be putting it through putting it through your books i mean you know if you don't you don't you know i guess it's it's how your own conscience really but like you say if, you know, a lot of a lot of breeders now not proper ones will be doing that cash in hand or not declaring it. I can imagine probably a high percentage of people won't claim it. Um, but technically, you are supposed to, like you say. Yeah, and I think
0: oh. maybe some people don't realise um, that it is classed as income, isn't it? So maybe yeah. um, I have to talk about that off camera. Becoming self-employed, or, or so, I don't know, register with it so I can start climbing back some of the some of the dog stuff. But um, anyway, Vicky is a dog groomer, a dog breeder. Um, she has no idea about accounts. Can I come in for you to help? Are you are your books open? Are you taking uh, customers?
1: my books are open? Um, so, yes, feel free to drop me an email. Um, my details are do float about in, in Bill's group. Um, if not, my for everyone who's watching, my email address uh, is very simple it's inquiries at petaccountant, all one word, dot co uk. Uh, and my website is www.petaccountant.co.uk. dot uk. And you can message me through there as well. So, yes, if you haven't got a clue, uh, and even if you just want, uh, me to check over what you've done so i do offer a review service so i've done a few recently where people have sent me their spreadsheets or give me access to their quickbooks and i've just gone in and made sure that they have claimed for everything that they've done it all properly uh, and all the figures are in the right place and doing what they should be um so i do offer that as a review service if you don't want me to do your actual tax return um there's, there's loads of stuff that i can do so if People just want to drop me an email. You don't necessarily have to use me as an accountant. I do offer other services as well. Um, but yes, feel free to uh, pop me an email. And that goes for sole traders, partnerships and limited companies.
0: Yeah, I forgot we, we didn't discuss this, did we? Since um, the new year, you've you've expanded your services, haven't you?
1: Yeah, so I wasn't um, doing limited companies because my uncle... I worked with him and he was due to retire and he didn't want to take any more on. And, um, and I was uh, full to the brim with doing other, other stuff. So now he's sort of retired. Um, Damien, who I will be doing a chat with at some point, um, has come on board. So we've opened our books up again to limited companies and he will be managing the in the background uh, that sort of stuff. People will still deal with me and go through me um, but he, we do doing stuff in the background just to ease the pressure off me a little bit.
0: Cool. So you're open for sole traders and limited companies and partnerships.
1: Yep. And payroll.
0: <laughs> and payroll.
1: And payroll, which seems to be a popular topic at the moment.
0: Yeah and you know there's definitely stuff there with um there's going to be a big push very soon with the new dog grooming apprentice coming out There's, I think there's going to be a massive um sort of demand for payroll services and stuff like that.
1: Yeah so if if you do if you do want any advice on payroll um one of the big advice is don't do it yourself because it is quite complicated. Uh, there's a lot of rules and regulations. You know us as accountants we have to do courses in order to do uh, to do payroll. Um, it's not a case of just logging on and, and putting some figures in a box. Uh, it is quite complicated. So please, please, please get in touch if you want. But it's very cheap. It's really not that expensive. Uh, it's anything from like 5 to £15 pounds a month. Um, and that's everything done for you. So that's it. Set up everything. We send you a payslip. You pay them. That's it. Do the P60s, the P45s, everything, pensions. So for that amount of money, it really is very simple for, for us to do on your behalf. But if you are going to do it on QuickBooks yourself, just please make sure you do the research and the reading of of what you need to actually include. But yes.
0: Yeah. I am now banned. I'm I banned myself from QuickBooks because I'm (laughs) such a mess of it. And it's cost us a lot of money to to put it all back. So going on to um QuickBooks, which one do you prefer? Tina's asked, do you prefer QuickBooks or Zero?
1: I personally prefer I pay who do I work for do work for any of them I wish I did um I personally use QuickBooks um just because I prefer how it's laid out uh all of them do the same thing QuickBooks, Zero, Free Agent, Sage they pretty they all do the same thing you know it's all geared up in the same way it's just laid out slightly differently um I think for me QuickBooks has a lot more add-ons that make it a lot easier for people um, so if I was a small business, it's not that expensive, they've got the app and you can just basically snap your receipt it goes straight on the review it's just, it's just very easy to navigate I think uh, for people who don't have a business accounting background Xero and Sage can be quite technical sometimes uh, whereas I think QuickBooks is just a bit more straightforward but they all do the same thing you know Not there's not one I think does anything different to the other um, it's just what you prefer but, I get training um, yes. but just,
0: just assume it's
1: as easy as the adverts so you oh god yeah the adverts make it sound like you just you know log in click a button and magically all your accounts are there but you know it is going to take a lot of trial and error and a lot of patience so I would say get it now do what you're doing with regards to your record keeping still do that but do QuickBooks on the side and then at the end of the year, see if the two marry up. You know, if what you've got written on your spreadsheet matches what you've got on QuickBooks, happy days. Um, but it's going to be a lot of trial and error with that and just playing around with it.
0: Yes. Yeah. And if you do get involved, <laughs> it can be quite costly.
1: <laughs> if you don't have a clue, just don't bother trying yeah. because you'll just mess it up.
0: Just invest in a bookkeeper. <laughs> to, uh, and yeah. get
1: it. If you've got, you know, a lot of transactions, you know, I deal with um, a few clients who've got online shops or physical shops, and they've got a lot of transactions uh, that they just can't keep up with on a daily basis, then get a bookkeeper and get them to do it for you. Um, if you don't have that many transactions, you know, it's I guess then it's just personal preference whether you want one or not.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good tip, actually. Um, And we find this with the shop where we we take cash in and we log the cash on a spreadsheet and we have um, a till and then we have a safe and then we transfer money, you know, and then pay it in. But the longer we leave it, the more issues there are. So if we were to be disciplined and say every time it gets to 250 quid, pay it into the bank, Mm. it works. But by the time it gets to like 1200 quid, (laughs) there's always like mistakes with inside it. And the the longer you the bigger those mistakes start to sort of escalate out, don't they? So, the similar same with you know, your spreadsheets and bookkeeping, get do it as at least sort of uh, if you know, daily is probably too much to ask because people are time yeah. poor.
1: If you just do it once a month, you
0: know, monthly,
1: do once a month, get your box of receipts, whack them on a spreadsheet, or just you know, however you do it, just sort it out once a month. And then, yeah. when you come to the end of the year, when it's time to do it, it's not as daunting a task to sit down and you've just got to put your 12 months together then um which again which is why i did that pack that there's a bit at the back where people can put their monthly figures in so when they come to do at the end of the year it's all there straightforward and they don't have to trawl through all the paperwork um you know it's just yeah just not putting your head in the sand and just think right you know what i've got to do this you know because otherwise you could be spending a fortune on stuff that you don't need to um you know You know, I had one guy, which you spoke to, spending a fortune on this massive marketing company that's done absolutely nothing for him. You know who I'm talking about, lovely lads, Um, you know, and has spent a fortune on something else, Can't remember what it was now. I'm just like, why on earth have you spent that much money? You know, if, if he'd spoken to someone like me or you, we would have said, no, 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 no. Don't spend that much money on that. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah. And um, you know, I, I have spoken to him and he's spoken to you, and he's also spoken to um Kirsty. And I think he said the same to all of us. He's like, if only I'd found you or me or mm-hmm. Kirsty like six months ago or two, three months ago, we would have saved him a hell of a lot of money. But Yeah,
1: I said I said to him to to speak to Kirsty and Adam, um, because he was spending, you know, ridiculous amounts of money on this massive marketing company that don't have a clue about the industry. So, what they were doing was completely, you know, was good in a sense of what they were putting together, but not targeting it in the right way.
0: But that's the thing about business, isn't it? We don't know what we don't know. We're not taught well, yeah. at
1: school.
0: And this is what I suppose this is what our groups are, are there for and our courses are there for, aren't they? To to bridge those gaps. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Give, well, some, give some help out there.
0: Get there, there's definitely some help now. Definitely some help, and we're definitely trying to um, bridge some gaps. See, Rosie, Rosie's watching. She saved a bit, £1,400 a month on marketing that they did not need. Wowza. There you
1: go. This is what I, th- I think people think they need. When it comes to marketing, I think people think they need these massive corporate marketing companies Um to to spend, you know, 800 quid a month doing all these weird and wonderful things. But if they don't know, if you've got such a niche industry that you work in like this one and they don't know how to talk or who your target audience are or how they can be contacted, it's £800 a month wasted. You know, Mm. why don't you get someone who is in the industry, who knows people in the industry, who knows what groups to go on and, and, you know, who to contact and et cetera and pay a fraction of the price? You know, for example, like uh Rosie uh Kirsty, may you who know the industry and know people within the industry that can help you with loads of different things, not necessarily you know you know for that guy that we're talking about, I didn't just help him with the finance element of it, which we did obviously solve, but is also his marketing you know and and everything else so it's about you know just being a bit smarter with your money and not just thinking oh they're a massive corporate firm they must be able to help me because you're going to get you know your eyes ripped out and probably not a lot of return. <laughs> it's the, right. same, you know, it's the same, yeah. It's the same. I know that's probably a bit extreme, but you know what I mean. This is why people go to massive accountancy firms. Oh well, they must be good because you know they're they've got a shiny office, but you don't get that personal service as you would go to someone who's self-employed in that industry you know i'm sure if everyone went up to a, a, a general accountant and went oh what do you think about a uh, wet pet pod or savvy software or blah blah blah?" they'd be like no idea what you're talking about you crazy person go away <laughs> <laughs>
0: or the you know um people that don't like, so there's been a few people I've been speaking to where accountants are telling clients not to go VAT registered. They don't, and I think that's, that's not, not yeah. understanding the industry again. They're like, well, how can, what, what can you do after VAT? You know, you, are you going to scale your business that much? Well, actually, yes, you can. And yeah. um, people just don't get the industry. They don't understand it. I went to a BNI meeting and, um, you know, as a, as a pet groomer, owner of a dog groomer, is, oh, that's very nice, you know, and I'm, I'm not really sure what B&I could do for you, you know, I'm not sure what... what yeah. It's a lot of money, isn't it? It's a lot of money for you to... Uh, that, you where's Frank? ...on a and i meeting. <laughs> get Frank back. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the viewers want to see Frank.
0: <laughs> They're like, oh, it's a lot of money... Uh, a lot of money for you to spend, you know, a little company like you to spend on the B&I membership. And I was like, yeah, but we turn over like, over 150,000. They're like, oh, oh. Um, I, hate those B-
1: <laughs> I hate those B&I meetings, I have to say. You know, I think if there was a pet-specific one, fabulous. But when you go to generic ones, what a waste of time. Like, that's just my personal opinion. I hope I don't offend anyone, but I just found it, like you said, they're very patronising. It just and it's just, industry. oh, what a lot of crap. They just
0: build like, the industry. Frank's hello,
1: baby. Hello, baby. Come here.
0: There's Frank.
1: There he is. He's... There's a little monster. <laughs> there he is. Who's this? Look. He's, like, oh, I like
0: his little, um, he's got like a white bib, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's got like a little white stripe. I think he needs the loo, And all honesty. He's probably going to wee on me. But this is Frank, everyone. <laughs> He is four and a half months old um, and is a little terror. <laughs> but yes, there we go. Is, this uh, is, how
0: it, is Frank going to be a stud dog?
1: Um, do you know what? This is what he likes to do. I don't know what he's doing I mean, or where he's going, but he do. That. Um, he was a <laughs> sort tail. Um, he wasn't going to be. Um, we didn't get him for that purpose, um, but because he is so beautiful. And you can't appreciate how beautiful he is in this because you can't really see him, but uh, he's such a beautiful-looking dog um, that I think, ow, that he, um, he probably will. I don't know where he's going. This is not going to end well. Oh, no. God, he's going to jump off the chair. Right, Stan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's after your bird.
1: Make <laughs> it. Oh, that hurts. He's after his nails. <laughs> um yes him and beat just set each other off every two minutes the bird goes he barks he barks the bird goes it's like a zoo um but yeah the, the b and i meetings for me i just you know i think you know if anyone's out there they should start a pet one you know get loads of different pet businesses together or even just if it was like a groomers one just like a little groomers focus group or something I don't know but the general the you're talking to oh the yeah two to be fair but you know you know what I mean yeah. but the, the B&I ones I think like you say that they're, they're quite you know oh, well, I'm a dog groomer or I'm a dog trainer and they're just a bit like
0: they belittled but. the
1: industry straight away until I told them the turnover. And so do accountants. You know, so do accountants. Yeah. And it's the same. I've had so many that have come to me because they've said, oh, I went to my local accountant um, and they just basically turned their nose up and went, hmm, not really interested. Um, you know, I cover the whole of the UK. Obviously, yeah, I'm based in Bedfordshire, but, you know, I've got clients in Scotland and all over the place because of that very reason and that a lot of them he's definitely going to be on the floor. And um, a lot of them just go, Oh, no, I don't really want you as a client. And I just think it's ridiculous. No. Um, but.
0: Well, I'll let yeah. you go and uh, chuck Frank out for a yeah. week.
1: He's eating the washing, it's fine.
0: <laughs> it's been great to catch up with you. you yes, me nice too. Because you're so busy. I <laughs>
1: know. <laughs> I just thought it was fine. You um, so
0: actually, I- You know, we got. Uh, We're doing the start course next Friday. So you'll be there delivering your little module. um, I will be there. Around lunchtime. And then we'll catch up then, hopefully.
1: Yeah, so if anyone is thinking about doing the course, I 100% recommend it. Uh, Like we've said, you know, it it does cover a a wide range of topics, uh, including my finance section, which will help you get off the ground with your expenses and your tax returns and all that sort of stuff. So definitely have a look. Um, Like I said, it's all allowable and expense um so don't look at it oh god it's you know it's going to cost me 300 quid it is an allowable expense you won't get taxed on it. No,
0: that's it i think it actually relates to that level um uh thing you put into your group doesn't it about how much we we spend on books equipment but how much do we actually spend on our own training
1: <laughs> exactly i saw that in one another random group that i'm in That's not uh it's an accountancy group um i thought oh god that that's so true yeah we do think oh i don't want to spend that much money on that but then we spend you know a thousand pounds on a laptop or whatever and you think wow well, actually <laughs> in that training course rather than going and buying this fancy laptop but That's it. yes anyway yes thank you anyone anyway, if you want to get in touch then uh, i am on this group just drop me a message um or via email or my website and i'll get back to anyone's who got any questions
0: yeah, and I'll chunk your website address in the in the chat so people can go yeah. and check you out.
1: Cool. All right. All right then. Yeah. Enjoy the weekend. Football's coming home. Woo. <laughs> yes.
0: We'll see you soon. Sweet to All soon.
1: Right. See you soon. Bye.